0: Welcome to the Two Boomer Women podcast. I'm your host, Agnes Knowles. I love being able to talk to so many interesting people on this podcast, and I really love learning new things. I don't really even have much of an intro today. That's how well-versed I am in today's subject. NLP. I do know that stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. And my guest gets to take it from here. Taru Fisher, welcome to the Two Boomer Women podcast.
1: Thank you. I'm really excited to be here because I love NLP and have for
0: quite some time. Okay. I was, I was just going to say, because NLP is a complete unknown for me, if I use a word or a phrase incorrectly or an incorrect word or phrase, please correct me. I will. Okay, thank you. Let's jump in. What is neuro-linguistic programming Origins, I don't know. You, you talk to us now about NLP.
1: Okay, I can give you a little bit of the origins based on my own story with NLP. Way back in the day, the 70s, I hate to say, I was a student at UC Santa Cruz and I was taking uh, psychology and all that kind of stuff. And I went into a class that was about NLP, but it was the first class ever done on NLP. They were just okay. developing the course. And I had an amazing experience. Uh, in that class. We did an exercise and we were supposed to then, how do I describe it? We were supposed to see what we, what we found from the other person without what, what they didn't talk about. Could we do something like that? And I thought, I'll never be able to do that. And so it was over, you know, and I said, okay, are you ready? She goes, yeah. And I said, well, I don't know what this means. I think it's dumb, but I saw an oriental rug in vivid, she goes, you did? Oh my god. And I was sitting there going, okay, what does that mean? And then she told me what it meant to her. And she hadn't spoken of it at all. But I guess I had intuited something from what we were talking about. So that experience really struck me. But I put it to one side and I had another. I, I did life. I did life for about 25 or 30 years. And then, I don't know, maybe 20 years ago, 15 years ago, I was at an evening seminar. I went to an evening seminar about NLP. I thought, oh, I should go check this out again. It was so much fun. And I went in and I fell in love all over again with the people who were running it. They're they're world leaders and they're delightful. They're clear, they're present. Uh, They don't play games. They just do the processes. So I signed up and I did, I don't know six or seven classes with them I have certificates as a coach NLP coach NLP practitioner NLP master practitioner NLP health practitioner dynamic dynamics I could go on Mm -hmm. I loved it so much I couldn't stop taking it and so that's kind of how I got into NLP and now you want to know what it is and why it was so attractive I'm bet okay so NLP, as you said, stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming, and it's actually a cutting edge communication field that enhances uh, professional development, personal performance, and it's about how people learn, uh, how they communicate, and how they evolve themselves and change. And it provides specific processes, how-to skills to create change in yourself and also to assist other people. Uh, which is what I was interested in because I wanted to become a coach and how there can be, people can be more resourceful and uh, effective. And, and it's merely learning a set of processes that you can work with people and help them achieve what they more of what they want in life and less of what they don't like.
0: <laughs> okay. So I've already realized that I'm, I'm probably not even thinking along the same lines. I had always sort of thought of something to do with health or, Well, it does. Okay. It does have to do with health, because
1: any, any time you have an issue in your life, a lot of your problem is the way you frame it, and how you perceive it, and how you use your senses around it. Now, I spoke about these wonderful people, Tim and Chris Hallbaum of the NLPCA, they're, they're world leaders. And during the last 15 years, Chris developed cancer and she had, thank God, she and her husband, Tim worked with NLP extensively for several months. She cured herself of cancer and she wrote a 26 step page of healing. What you do to heal and how you heal, what processes to make your brain help you heal instead of always giving you doom and gloom. And it, it, It it was just amazing and wonderful because she's a wonderful person. And if she'd left us, I would have been really unhappy. So it does work with health. That's why I'm a health practitioner. That is actually the highest level you can achieve
0: in NLP is to be a health practitioner. Okay. So for for me, just going about my life, Mm -hmm. what applications or what would I do in terms of incorporating NLP?
1: Well, there are several things you could do. One, you could take classes and learn it. They're actually starting a uh, NLP class. Uh, they're doing it online now and they're great. And you could take a class and you could learn all about it. And you could do it for yourself and you could, or just other, do it for other people or both. I mean, really. Or you can find an L- NLP practitioner. I used to use NLP in my coaching. I still do, uh, but I'm restarting. And it was so effective that I, there was nothing else I wanted to do. It's not like therapy. It's not like counseling. It's like teaching you tools for everyday life so that you can be not, and I don't mean and successful. When I say successful, I don't mean, oh, I'm a business person. I'm going to make millions of dollars. Although you could use it for that, for sure. It's more like having a, a satisfying, fulfilling life where you feel happy to be alive and you know, you have processes and techniques when you, when you you know maybe you get depressed so you think oh i'll do this technique that, that'll that help um so basically it's self-help
0: okay so a couple of times you said you could do it what am i doing no, <laughs> sorry no I, i'm i'm totally no lost, problem. lost
1: here yeah no problem what i'd like to do is tell you first that there are some major presuppositions of nlp in other words These are these are the backbone of NLP, and I'm not going to read all of them to you, but I'm going to pick the most significant ones. There are actually 16 of them, but the ones that uh, really stand out to me, and I actually worked with my friend Marina yesterday to for she's I I met her in NLP, and we're fast friends now. So I wanted to see well what ones resonated with her. This is Marina who was on podcast. Last year, okay, got it. Yes, my <laughs> beloved friend. All right, so one of them is the map is not the territory. Now, what that means is that people respond to their map of reality, not to reality itself. It's a map. Okay, got it. And NLP is the science of changing those maps, not reality, but
0: changing the mapping of it. So to, to bring it closer to reality, but no, it's it, or whose reality? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not being very helpful. No, 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 no,
1: no, it's perfectly okay. But when you respond to something, like I'll say my husband, oh boy, this this is going to be a good example. So our reality is different because he's a different person and he has a different map. So for making breakfast, his map is what do you want to eat for breakfast? Because he's the cook. And my map is oh, I don't care anything. And it doesn't really work very well because his map is he wants the information. And my map is I don't give a crap what I eat. Anyway, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) I'm identifying with you.
0: (laughs) Okay. So I
1: have to change my map in the morning and say, ah, his map is that he's going to want to know what I want to eat. Okay, I'll give that to him. That starts the day off a lot better than me saying, I don't know, make anything. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of the map. Sure, we, we, reality is the food's there, the stove's there. We're going to cook, right? Right. <laughs> <But> how? <laughs> <laughs> and so um, sometimes I have to adjust my map. Sometimes he has to adjust his map that makes sense? Okay.
0: Okay. Yes. Or or yes.
1: <laughs> okay. And then another one, which I love this one. This is the preset. one of the great ones. People work perfectly. So that means no one is wrong or broken. It's simply a matter of finding out how they function now. So you can effectively change that to something more useful or desirable. People don't need to be fixed.
0: So when we work with people, we don't
1: fix people
0: at all so when you say more desirable Mm -hmm. is does that mean they've come to you saying I need to learn how to tell my husband the specifics of breakfast (laughs) or I'm sorry I'm just (laughs) I'm just staying with current examples or or do you say this is where it might be closer to reality like (laughs) I'm
1: puzzling yes I understand
0: The map of reality was probably
1: not the best example because it obviously confused the heck out of you. I'm very sorry. My my reality is the only right one, I'm sure. I'm afraid that's how we all think nowadays. That's not a good way to think, is it? Anyway, so the people work perfectly is, for me, super important because all my life I felt like I wasn't working perfectly. I was something wrong. My parents, the blah, my blah, 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 blah. Okay. And when I read that, I thought, oh, that's true. We're not wrong or broken. It's finding out how I'm functioning and how do I change the functioning so it's more useful or it's more desirable. Okay. Okay. So kind of with the map of my husband, I had to think about that. Ah, whoa. What would be more useful for me? Well, instead of having the day start out bad, it would be good if we started out simpatico. Okay, so I can think of what I
0: want to eat when I first wake up. Okay, so I'm not
1: broken. He's not broken.
0: We have different maps. Does yeah. that make sense? So it's, Yeah. And so in some ways, it's just learning to speak each other's language when yes. necessary.
1: And, and also, it's understanding that the person before you is a real human being who has different wants and needs than you possibly, and how you help them attain the most effective and nourishing state for them. Not me, but for the people I'm with. So I'm very careful not to judge other people or say what they should do or not do because it's not my life. I'm not living that life. I have to help them live their life in in a way that's more functional for them. They're not to please me at all. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, yeah. You're taking me back to to my uni days back in the 70s as well. Oh! Where... You, you you hear words and most people will automatically interpret them through their version of those words. And what you have to learn to do is hear what those words are in the person's version, not yours.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, understand the background. Understand and without without a judgment and without wanting to change them to your model, because that's that's not. We're trying to say here is your model. How do you make it work better?
0: Okay for you okay i'm I'm getting on board all
1: right, all right, so the next one is people always make the best choice available to them at the time, but often there are lots of other better ones. so when you make a choice, that's the best one at the time, but there may be better ones there there may be a lot of them, and if we we just fall into a habit of picking the same thing over and over, we'll have the same results
0: okay, i'm going to stop you for a second there okay. many years ago, I knew somebody who said. A bad decision was basically the best available data.
1: So well that the, could be at the time. AD,
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. So is that the same sort of thing where given what I have here in this little mm-hmm. square box, mm-hmm. um, this is my decision. If it mm-hmm. turns out to be a bad one, it's because I don't have enough data available.
1: Well, you could Maybe. you could you could say data or information. Data yeah. sounds, you know why I don't like data. Sounds like a computer program. And really, I'm so sick of computers after 40 years with them, but whatever. So information, yeah, they, they didn't have all the cho- They didn't really see. They hadn't developed the ability to see more choices. Right, so they're okay. stuck in a groove making the same ones and not seeing. And so part of the job of an NLP coach is to help people see other alternatives. Not by making them, but by yeah, just- showing them. Say, well, what would this be like for you? Have yeah, you ever right. considered this? So
0: broadening it, the horizon. Yes, of
1: it. yes, and it's not without being attached to the outcome for the 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 coach.
0: Right.
1: It's not the coach's outcome.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's it's your right. outcome, and you want it to be good. And you may be able to make better ones when you see more choices.
0: Good. Okay. Now, right. is, you know whether it's through upbringing or socialization or whatever. Sometimes people's view, whether it's a worldview or concept or anything it, it can be really narrow mm-hmm. but all in bold print mm-hmm. so is it part what what you do then is basically just make them aware that it could actually like that particular thing could just go down to regular print um not bold and mm-hmm. then also just widen the fact that here are some other choices around mm-hmm. concepts
1: yeah, because a lot of times people who are really stuck in one way of doing things are just stuck in one way of doing things. And they don't have the, the wherewithal to think of other alternatives. But someone outside of yourself who, who has, you know, is knowing you, getting to know you, yeah. might ask some powerful questions for you to think about. Okay, so I'm going to leave my husband. Okay, so what will that get for you? and you're not judging you just want them to think about things right. and it yeah. and it's it actually is a beautiful process because it doesn't involve you imposing your your ideals or your right and wrong on other people because that's not okay actually yeah. with me at all yeah yeah so yeah
0: you want another one? Yeah, I do. One? <laughs> I All keep right. interrupting. I'm sorry. No, I no, just, no. Like, don't.
1: To... I, I want you to ask questions. It's great. It makes me think. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good to think, right? <laughs> okay. Choice is better than no choice.
0: Okay. So Except for dessert.
1: Eat. Oh, right. Now that one would have to be ice cream. So, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, just about anyone can learn to do anything. So if one person can do something, it is possible to model it and teach it to anyone else. Mm, okay. Now, you're never going to make me a skier, but that's not something I want to do. You can model it. You can show me all you want. And uh, because I, I fell down a bunny hill at age 16 and rolled all the way to the bottom, I'll never do it again. I don't care that how many choices you give me about skiing. <laughs> But I could learn it if I wanted to. But that doesn't mean I have to.
0: Okay. I'm starting to sound like I'm argumentative and I'm not in the least. What I'm thinking of is, you know, someone in a job who thinks that next position up the ladder is -hmm. really desirable. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I need algebra and I couldn't do algebra in high school. I bombed. I dropped out of the class so that I didn't get a bad credit credit whatever mark is that concept of i i can't do algebra is that a constraint i'm placing on myself so is this a way of saying if we just i don't know well or am i being too specific
1: no no that's okay i've got to think about it for a second but what what i would say is well do you really want to learn algebra did you want the job So I want the job really badly, so badly that you would go out of your way to learn algebra or not quite. How much are they paying me? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Okay. good point. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's, it's really up to you. You know, if, if having to learn algebra would be a deal breaker for you, then it's a deal breaker. Mm -hmm. And, and there are so many choices in the world that I'll bet you could find another job where you didn't have to learn that stinky old algebra.
0: Okay. (laughs) Everybody picks on algebra, algebra and trigonometry. Well, you know, I learned algebra and I learned chemistry. I
1: like chemistry a lot better than algebra
0: there. So if
1: someone made me learn algebra for a job, it'd be a no-go. Okay. Because you have personal choice.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. All right. (laughs) You got me on that one. All
1: right. Now let's see. Ah, I love this one. There is no such thing as failure, only feedback. Every response can be utilized. Yeah. Oh, That's good. one of the precepts. Okay, yeah.
0: that's an easy one for me.
1: Yeah? Oh, good. Okay, now see if I can find some more easy ones.
0: Next <laughs> Thank one.
1: you. My You're face. moving into my map now. <laughs> Yay! I've been trying really hard. <laughs> okay, so um, the next one is, absolutely one of my favorites it's called chunking because i have a habit of seeing big pictures and wanting to do them all at once and when i don't get done chunking is anything can be accomplished by anyone if you break the task down into small enough chunks
0: i have a meme somewhere that i created with exactly that
1: that's exact and it's so it's so potent and powerful because we we live in a society where success means having these big goals and and doing them and you don't ever think about well maybe I don't have to do it all today I could do well, let's see let's chunk it down let's do a mind map I love mind maps so right. we'll do a mind map I actually did one for today <laughs> and uh and then I'll say okay well then I'll do this one and I'll check it off and it's so rewarding to check the chunks off
0: well, it's interesting, too, that you use you use the word chunks. I've always called them steps. Mm-hmm. So, you know, somebody's got this, this step that they want to, like, from here to there that they want to sure. get to. Yeah. Don't you love Zoom where we can use our hands and the listeners don't have a clue what we're doing? Um, but, you know, like losing 50 pounds. Somebody, uh, somebody wants to lose 50 pounds. Like, where do you start? Like, that's just oh, yeah. too much. Yeah. But if you say to somebody, I think I'm going to lose five pounds. hmm you can figure that out. So you lose that five and you look at the next chunk of five mm-hmm. or the next step of five. So yeah. And, no, and you look
1: at how did I lose that five?
0: Okay. Got and on.
1: you say, is it, is it worth it to go do the exact same thing? Or would I want to modify by making my breakfast a little different this time, but keeping the same count, but you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you learn so much from the first chunk and you apply to the second chunk. Now we're getting chunky.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So much for losing 50 pounds. (laughs)
1: Yeah, really. Where does that go? (laughs) That makes sense, though. It does. Yeah, yeah. that
0: one. Yeah. So
1: your chunks are steps. Yeah. And like I said, if that's your model that works, man, we don't change it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. And uh, let's see. Oh, I love this one, although it's kind of frightening. We are all responsible for creating our own experience. Even when challenging events that we cannot control happen, we are responsible for our response to the events. Typically, we have have much more control than we think we have. Another way of stating this is to say that we consistently create our own environment through our beliefs, filters, capabilities, and behaviors.
0: I'm nodding Ooh. for all those listeners who can't see me bouncing my head up and down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a huge one too, for so many people because mm-hmm. you know, the, just react. Yeah. Yeah. Without really thinking about, okay, this is not to well, let's go with the mm-hmm. negative. This is not to my liking.
1: Mm-hmm. How,
0: how am I going to choose to respond?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And, and that's a hard one. Because we want that guy, my husband, to be responsible for not knowing my mind and just fixing me the food and stop bugging me first thing in the morning. I'm responsible. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot responsible for even you know taking care of it in my own way. And then this is um, from uh, Huna, and I like this: energy flows where attention goes. Kind of like what we just said. We're responsible yeah. for. Our. So I didn't give you all of them because there were 16. And so I thought it might be too long. But I gave you the ones that Morena and I felt <laughs> were the best of the best. And we actually yeah. agreed on them somehow.
0: Oh, okay. So we must have similar maps. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. This is starting to be be more clear to me. And I think part of it was. I guess when you say, like you said about the computers, um, it says programming right in the word. I know. And, you know, so it's like, what's this person going to do to me? Yeah, that's weird. It's going to reprogram me into whatever I need to be, whatever. And it's, it is not that.
1: Yeah, no, it's, and I know it's, it's a weird, and that was my first response when I first heard about it again. I didn't like the name very much, but it's been around forever uh, from the guys who started it. And it's not that there is programming going on. You, yourself, you're reprogramming yourself. Yeah. The, yeah. the NLP practitioner is only giving you tools.
0: Right. And I think concepts to strive for, like the fact mm-hmm. that there is no failure. Right. There's, right. there's learning. There's, you know, That's whatever. Right. Learning and growth.
1: Maybe sometimes not growth, but we're just human. Yeah. So this isn't designed to make you perfect. For the world, it's designed to make you good for yourself. So you're more productive, you're more resourceful. Um, when something really negative happens, you have resources that you can use right. to calm it down, to move forward, to change something, whatever. So it's very it's very powerful, but it's very person centered. Cool. You have a different way of doing. Yeah. You know? works for me might not work for you probably wouldn't i'm so
0: weird you know no i'm weird you're, you're fine no oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> maybe oh. we're, we're both weird together in our own sweet ways <laughs> yes there we All are right. i'm gonna give you a little bit of a, a left curve here or a curve sure. ball That's okay. i've heard nlp in the same sentence as is it eft tapping
1: oh yeah 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 and actually some of nlp one of our classes was about tapping
0: Okay, can you talk a, to us about tapping?
1: You know what? I'd like to, but I really don't do it much. So I don't. Think oh, I'm okay.
0: Not, okay. You know, Thank you.
1: I mean, it's, uh, I know that it works. I know people that it works mm-hmm. on. I did it so, so, so many years ago, and it wasn't one of the modalities that resonated with me. So I didn't continue with it. Oh, okay. I know yeah. it works. Yeah. But everybody's
0: different. So it's just a piece of the big picture.
1: It's a piece of the big, and a small one, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Out of, I mean, I did 2,000 hours of training. I mean, Well, I I think that was uh, one class on one day, maybe four hours, you know, out of all of that, maybe, maybe eight. I don't know. Hmm.
0: So. So you've got some of the highest certification credentials within NLP, Mm -hmm. obviously privacy, don't name names, all that stuff. Can you give us a few examples of, some of the breakthroughs that you've seen with people or well, if
1: you give me a minute pause
0: yeah no. <laughs> uh,
1: all right oh they're kind of oh all right <laughs> I'm embarrassed <laughs> I'm embarrassed okay let me see if I can read it okay you want to hear them do you, do you want me to tell you first and you see if you want to record them <laughs> or do you just want to record it just just uh, do it okay all right okay so uh, here's one Taru helped me through a daunting personal issue, which I had been dealing with on my own for a while. I was able to overcome the issue and move forward to the help of her coaching. Taru has a kind heart and has dedicated her life to helping others. She is trustworthy and respects confidentiality. I recommend her service to anyone who needs a helping hand to get through a transitional state. It's a woman named Jennifer. Uh, Then this is this woman. Oh, I love this woman. Tenacious. Tender, firm, flexible, wise, full of childlike wonder. You, Ms. Taru, are an extraordinary guide and a great teacher, always learning, always giving. I respect and admire your talents and look to you as a model for living life full out. Thank you. That one almost made me cry. <laughs> <laughs> uh next one dear Teru, i'm always blown away by your courage and tenderness your ability to ask tough questions and wait patiently for answers from you i learned life is great just keep living thanks and then let's see this is from an attorney this one would be a good one <laughs> i refer clients to advisors that not only have expertise in their area of practice but have personal experience as well without that combination advice rarely works well Taru is seen many changes in her life and has come through them with flying colors she is perfectly suited to help her clients navigate the changes in their lives with confidence and uh, there's one more but i don't know that i want to read it i mean i could but i just don't want to take up so much time with this stuff what do you what would you like read it okay last one taru has helped me the most with the issue of taking care of myself The whole work-home-life balance issue, way too much work, even though I really enjoy what I do, part of the problem, eh? She can tell when I'm trying to avoid the subject, but she will keep bringing me back around until I actually do something about it. And not only is Teru's skill for herself, she is full of resources for her clients and easily shares them. Thank you, Teru, for all your wisdom, guidance, and support. So those are
0: a few. Hmm. So that last one could maybe... (laughs) hit a chord with like most of the boomer women we know
1: (laughs) yes 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 she was a very successful owner of a small party and gift and puzzle shop puzzle that was puzzle in uh in california and then she moved to hawaii and closed her closed her business but she was a real go-getter she was the head of our bni group as well the president and uh She's a lovely person, actually. I'm really Mm -hmm. glad she's in Hawaii and living a new happy life. Yeah. happier life.
0: Yeah, a a very common thread through many of these interviews, these chats, is just how boomer women need to focus more on their self-care. Absolutely. Like quit quit being everything to everybody else and move yourself up that priority ladder.
1: Now, that's one thing I feel the pandemic has done for us is that a lot of us couldn't go to work go to jobs had to work home had to do different things and had to really examine their life when they didn't have to go to work every day were they enjoying their work it just seems like it it made a lot of my friends at least who are a bit older uh, look at their lives and say what am I doing with it you know how am I spending these hours in the day am I enjoying myself am I taking care of myself and um, yeah I think it, it actually made us start
0: looking deeper. On that note, I think everybody by now has heard the term of the great retirement that has come out of the pandemic. But I've heard a few pundits say that there actually isn't a retirement. It's just as you say, more and more people have looked at their lives at their jobs at their situations, and said, this is my life. And I'm only going through it once. and, And I've got to do what I would rather do.
1: That's right. Yes. Fear of death does that.
0: Yeah, I guess yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, my dear, I'm going to be 80 in October. Oh my god.
0: Okay. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just mean you
1: look fabulous. Oh my god. <laughs> well, anyway, that's because of something else we're going to talk about at some other time. Uh anyway, and so I have lately really been looking at each minute of how I spend my life. It's it's a little obsessive at times, but I'll say well, this is going to take 10 minutes out of my life. Is it worth it? No. So I don't do it. And I used to try to do absolutely. I have to do it. I have to get it done. I'm I'm a real organized kind of a, you know, person. And even this morning I looked at something and I said, Oh, you don't need to do that. Stop. Take your minutes back. So I think it's really important to, even if you're not going to be 80, (laughs) at, 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 at this point in our lives to look at,
0: is this a valuable thing to be using my minutes on? No. And how often do you hear that exact term of, well, there's 20 minutes I'll never get back, or there's three hours of my life I'll never get back.
1: Right. You right. Know? So. so the trick is to, is to catch it first. And as we, as we grow older, I think it becomes more imperative because death is coming closer. Mm-hmm. And so we look at, well, if I only had, what if I died tomorrow? And it could happen because, you know, I am old. (laughs) When you say it when you're in your 40s and 50s, it's kind of like, well, it's probably not going to happen. Just stay out of the way of that bus. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't even want to see that one. I don't want to think about that one. But the earlier you start really making your life worthwhile for you every time you can, the more fun your life's going to be. Yeah, and the
0: better role model you become.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Yes.
0: Yeah. Okay, we talked before I hit record, and you said something about an exercise. Oh, Talk to us about our, this exercise. Oh, okay,
1: I will do that. I wanted to do one other little thing, to, okay, for people, if I could do it. It's short, but everybody likes helping other people, right? Well, not really, but let's pretend everybody. Yeah, likes we're
0: everybody we people. we're women. We're programmed for it. Oh shit,
1: that's <laughs> right. We are women. All right. So, if you say you're talking to your girlfriend. I have a girlfriend now who's going through a divorce, and it's. I talk to her, so when I talk to her, I if she was in person, I would be mirroring her body posture and gestures, matching breathing and voice tempo. That's how we're going to be creating a rapport: breathing, posture, gestures. And then I want to get alongside the person, being being more of a we, not a shh, shh, yeah. back and forth. And then. Lean toward that person slightly as you're speaking with them so that you're, you're really connecting. What we're trying to do here is really connect to make the person feel safe. And then avoid other activities. Like when I'm talking to my friend, I don't do anything else, but I'm just there listening. So she needs someone to listen. She doesn't want advice. She wants someone to listen. And then you want to give some minim- minimal encouragers like, hmm, uh-huh, aha, or right, someone's talking. Yeah. So, so you want to encourage them to let let loose and, and then the then if you have questions you make them open like tell me about it or how or what and then you want to bring uh the best uh your best bring the best forward so when we're talking about her divorce i don't talk about what a rat her husband is i say well what can you do for yourself that's going to make you feel better right now you know i don't I want to bring the best forward. I don't want to bring the worst, right? I could talk about him all day, but I don't want to. I'm helping my friend. She's trying to get away from that. Why would I inflict it on her? Uh, And then the reflective listening or or, uh, backtrack pacing, it's called. So for you, blah, blah, your husband is making you feel nuts. Oh, so when you felt the way you see it, it sounds like. So we're reflecting back so that we're sure we're getting the right info, because then she can contradict me and say, no, that's not what I meant. Oh, okay, fine. And then last but not least, you want to be open-minded. So you want to identify three positive things about the, what the other is saying, followed by a how question when you have a concern. Like so. Um, so she's saying, oh, I feel, I feel so f- much freer now to do my artwork. And so you could say, so how does that do that? What do you think that does? And then she gets to delve deeper into it. She actually did and did a beautiful drawing that I wish I could buy. So just it's, it's like being a helper without giving advice. You encourage their participation in finding their own answer. That makes sense?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm thinking of a certain Disney bear who says accentuate the positive
1: and eliminate the negative Latch on to the affirmative don't mess with mystery in between i'm sorry i sang
0: no you did a better job than i ever want (laughs) to
1: be sure you edit this all right so now i wanted to share one of the exercises with you and it's long and i'll read it and it you can feel free to give my email address out and I'll send this to people if they want. I
0: always put links in the show um, notes. Okay.
1: So. Well, yeah, this, yeah. Okay. So this is called the circle of excellence. And this is really useful when you want to have more confidence. Uh, say when you have, we'll pretend you have a medical appointment and you want to be sure you were heard because as women, when they go to doctors, oftentimes, they don't listen. And we feel that before we even go to the door. All right. So first you want to relive confidence. So you stand up, you let yourself go back in memory to a time when you were very confident, when you had a strong, strong inner sense of confidence. Make sure it's one you enjoy reliving. Pretend you're actually back in that situation. Fully relive that moment, seeing what you saw, hearing what you heard, and feeling what you felt in your body. Now, those are really important. Those are visual, auditory, etc. And, and you want to engage your senses because then it'll be real to you. Mm-hmm. So as you feel the confidence building you, you imagine a colored circle on the floor, approximately two feet in front of you. What color would you like your circle to be? Think about that, what color? All right, now give it that color. Would you like it to also have a sound that you consider powerful associated with it? Yes or no? If you say yes, now give it that sound.
0: Hallelujah. Yeah, right. That's what I use. I, I like it. it made me feel and, uh, listeners, we had that, com- this, that conversation before I hit record. <laughs> Only it wasn't me that sang hallelujah. Oh. Oh, although you might.
1: I don't know. Oh. So now when that feeling of confidence that you've just been building up by remembering, making a circle, making a color and a sound, when it's at its fullest, step into the circle, knowing that this circle contains everything you need to be fully confident. Now fully experience that confidence. Feel it, feel it, feel it. And then step back out of the circle. So then you want to select some cues for yourself. So you want to think of a specific time in your future when you want to have that same feeling of abundant confidence. So you see in here what will be there just before you want to feel confident. Make sure it's just before. Be sure the cues occur just before you used to begin to feel apprehensive. For me, when going to the doctor's office, it's actually getting in the car and knowing I'm driving there. Now for someone else, it may be seeing the receptionist or whatever. The cue could be the door to the doctor's office uh, or, even, or even earlier like me in the car. Now linking, this is the next step. As soon as you become aware of the cues, step back into the circle and feel those confident feelings again. Now imagine that formerly troublesome situation unfolding around you in the future with these confident feelings fully available to you. Now step out of the circle again, leaving those confident feelings there in the circle. Outside the circle, take a moment and think again of that upcoming event. You'll find you automatically recall those confident feelings. This means you've already been successful in pre-programming yourself for the upcoming event. You're feeling better about it and it hasn't even happened yet. When it arrives, you'll find yourself naturally responding more confidently.
0: It reminds me of some of the visualizations that, what's it called? Um, lead meditations mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. take you through, where you mm-hmm. put yourself in that place right. and experience all those things. Like you've got to be able to feel it, see it, see it taste it, hear it, whatever. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm feeling it. a lot better about NLP now that I'm understanding it a bit better.
1: Oh, good. You didn't think I'm trying to program your mind.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, as I as I said earlier, like this whole tapping thing was the, my only insight into NLP. Oh. And and I couldn't quite, so, you know, it seemed to be bigger when you're talking to you. And I was, so I. Oh, just, it's huge. Was, yeah. Yeah. Oh. so. Oh. And really effective i can i can tell that it's way more effective than
1: yes and i could go on all day i mean there are so many wonderful processes now i'll just say my favorite and then i'll quit it's the belief change process because we all have limiting beliefs yeah and in fact what i'm going to be working on if it's okay if i say but it's okay
0: of course everything's okay
1: okay so i'm i'm bringing back to life after about a 15-year hiatus my change the way you age program using nlp with uh-huh. a group of women to change the limiting beliefs we have about aging Ooh. we have a lot of them and then we live by them and we don't see other alternatives And we're not resourceful when something bad happens because we're just so freaked out. So um, it's something that I, I did about 10 years ago. Some of those uh, testimonials that I gave were from there. Uh, Some were not. And um, I'm very excited about it because I think older women have a tremendous amount of wisdom to share if they want to. I always say, if you want to sit on the porch and crochet, crochet, you know, clothes for your grandkids, fine. That's what you want. That's great. And some of us don't want to do
0: that. Some of us want to make a change in the world. So I think those people who sit on the porch and crochet, probably they may not admit it, but are sharing their wisdom with the grandchild who mm-hmm. took their crocheting, you know? <laughs> so it's, it's just a matter of where because, it comes because yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I'm all about the, the, the wise woman yes it's, yeah so important
1: well i'm going to be starting a, a podcast myself called mm-hmm. the
0: canachrone chronicles okay maybe that's a really good way to segue into just before we segue is there anything else about nlp as i say for me it's become way more clear about yeah. you know i mean obviously i've got this tiny piece but, no, uh, but compared I... to yeah okay when we first met two months ago we talked about you discussing a different subject. Yes, and so let's talk about that now. What, what are you? We're going to have you back.: Yeah, and dot, dot dot. Yes,
1: okay. so part of my change the way you age program will be one small module about cannabis for health and wellness. Right. because one of the reasons I think I feel so healthy uh, haven't gotten COVID, uh, have been vaccinated. But, and I don't go out a lot, but I was in a room mm-hmm. with 30 women without masks a few weeks ago. I didn't get it. Uh, it's because of cannabis and I have, and my physical conditions that I've been dealing with for about 10 years with cannabis. So I want to give people just the, the, the broad strokes. It's only one module in this course. Mm-hmm. I will offer a more, much more comprehensive module for people who want to go further. But in this the Change the Way You Age program, we will be discussing it as part of health and wellness because that's super important as you age to take care of your health and wellness. So I,
0: I will interject just on the on the topic of cannabis that in January I interd- or interviewed a cannabis I'll call him a farmer, but he's mm-hmm. way more than only a farmer mm-hmm. um, who really explained a lot of the science. Um, and the, the medicinal values, stuff like that. So I'm really interested in talking to you about that in the future, uh, both for more information, but also the anecdotal, mm-hmm. you know, which I think is, is a such a value to anybody who's considering something that they maybe haven't considered or haven't tried before. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Cool.
1: It's one of my favorite things. So, I'm looking forward to it too.
0: Okay. So, do you have any links now online that people can learn more about you or NLP? or.
1: Um, um, I am in the midst of repurposing taru.com, which was a blog in 2011 after I lost my son. And um, my friend Lorena, who I mentioned before, is also a whiz at computers, and we're working today on getting taru.com up to date. Yeah. There is not much on it. I do have a. a I do have a website with my husband. We own a, a company called the Live Fitness Studio, and um, there's um, let's see, there is a menu item for it says medical medical cannabis education and coaching, and then there's a little bit more about me and my journey. Uh, it's not done right. I'm going to be redoing it all. But if someone wants to look at that and contact me, that's that's fine.
0: Okay, I'll I'll get those links from you then, and I'll put anything in the show notes, and we will also get that other piece that you you, you mentioned.
1: Okay, great,
0: good. Anything we haven't talked about? Oh, oh, you don't. I mean, want to besides go there. the state of the world. Ah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, no, I I could spend you know, like I said, I've had two thousand hours at least of training in NLP, and I don't think in an hour I can do much except give you that one little circle of excellence. <laughs> some presuppositions and how you can help your friends listen better and whatever yeah i think that's
0: it perfect okay listeners if you have comments on today's show please talk to us if you're listening at twoboomerwomen.com scroll to the bottom of the page and leave comments there we can be found at apple or stitcher spotify and actually now on samsung Free something new um there most places a person would listen to podcasts were there uh feel free to leave comments there uh leave stars and reviews they help us grow before you go hit the subscribe or follow button and you'll be notified about future interviews with more of my great guests if you want to be a guest on the podcast or know someone who would be a great guest there's an application form at the website Taru fisher Thank you so much for being my guest on Two Boomer Women today and, and educating us on NLP. It was really an eye-opener for me, and I appreciate that.
1: Well, I appreciate you letting me uh, <clears throat> open my mouth and yap for so long about something I'm passionate about. Yeah. It's been, it's been good. I was really nervous. And <clears throat> the minute I got started, I was, it was good.
0: There you thank go. You so, so much.
1: I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, thank you. Have a great rest of the week.
1: Okay, thank you.